Hoy hoy, Noiros! Or should I say, a happy Halloween hoy, spookios, I don't know. This is the first October iteration of this wonderful podcast that we do out of the podcast. Gentleman Joey here to say hello. Also to my friend Dan, I see he's got the fan going, sweat dripping from his brow, just you guys are going to hear it's a wet one tonight. Yes, it's it's still a little bit warm. It's not Absolutely. It's, it's not feeling fall just yet. Dan, this is an exciting show. We're in October. You can feel it in the sound of my voice that it is October. Yeah. <laughs> not That's September. usually how I tell. I, I wait for you to tell me it's October. I have yeah. a seasonal voice. I understand. Yes. But we're here. We did it. And uh, I'm going to try to remain happy because Jesus fucking hell, I've had a horrible week. But I know I, we have wonderful news and a wonderful guest that's helping cheering me up almost entirely. If it was just you and me today, Dan, I'd be like, oh, boy. Yeah, here yeah. look we at me. Go. <laughs> this isn't a special guest. This is a usual person I discuss movies with and uh, record it for some reason. Yeah. What fun yeah. is that? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's fun. Why don't we add a little, uh, little spice into the mixture? A little, a little fun, huh? You into that? I'm, I'm very much into that. That's good, because uh, before the podcast, you told me how against it you were, and I said, no, Dan. Absolutely I, not. Absolutely I false. <laughs> I am going to bring in my personal friend, Lisa, to the show, <laughs> and you're just going to have to deal with it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a special guest, and uh, welcome to the show, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The first guest ever, and we, we couldn't be more delighted to have you. You're a perfect first guest. We've been, honestly, from the conception of the show, we're like, we knew you were coming. <laughs> I was going to make my way onto the show. I never an if, but what a when. Until, <laughs> yes. Until he let me on. Poor Dan. Well, we were able to hold back the annoyance until October, and now we can't <laughs> take it anymore. <laughs> Well, I really I, do appreciate it. We wanted to find the right one, and I think I think tonight's episode is the right one. I, I think, think so. this one felt right to me. Yeah. We let the right one in. <laughs> yes, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> let's find out. Let's see what you got, huh? Yeah. I'm pale enough to be a vampire, so <laughs> I think you made good, the right choice. Good, good for October. And yeah. I've seen Monster Squad, and I see the poster behind you with the mummy, and I know that you guys are typically friends, so that does track. Yes. What are your thoughts on Monster Squad, Lisa? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, do I have to have thoughts on Monster Squad? I mean, uh, absolutely, you do. I mean, if, if you're going to be on this podcast, <laughs> you have to have you have to have a thought. I mean, Monster Squad's classic, so why wouldn't I like Monster Squad? I okay, mean, what's not to like? Um, yes, I mean, classic. Let's put Perfect. it that way. That's that's fair enough. We'll that's take the, it. That's the answer okay. that we were hoping okay. for. Yes, it is sufficient. <laughs> sufficient. Dan, do you have anything you want to bring to the table before we get into it? I'm going to try not to complain about my car that got sideswiped this weekend and was a hit and run. They ran, Dan. My life became a noir film and I'm trying to track this sucker down. Did you hear? Did you have any clues? Like, did you hear anything? Like, I have a clue. I did not hear anything, unfortunately. I hadn't seen my car in like a day. So who knows when it happened? Okay. I found a piece of a car next to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like a piece I could track down, but it exists. And I live in a city. As mm-hmm. you can tell, because I was sideswiped, where else would this kind of bullshit happen? Not yes. in my beloved small town, Connecticut, where I come from. No way. Uh, and I'm they ready would have left a note. Exactly. Well, it, it wouldn't have happened, Dan. That's it's true. What, 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 we don't no. sideswipe in Connecticut. No. 
they're too polite. They would have left you cookies and a note. They would have exactly. come to your it would have been house. a, del a yeah, delicious fine. mishap. It would you would have looked forward to it. You're like, hey, I just made yeah. a friend. This is great. Yeah. Even New Jersey, who you know, I have things to say about the driving there. They don't they don't sideswipe. <laughs> I'll give you that. They don't sideswipe. So that was no fun. And and of course I. But the neighbor, a neighbor in this city that I live in, they have one of those ring cameras. You know those. Ooh. I was just about to ask. Yeah. And it's directly yeah. looking at the car. I left a note. They texted me. They're gonna look at the footage. Still haven't nice. gone back to me, which is getting me worried. But it's the best possible shot I've got. Fingers are crossed. So. Turn I mean, reg regular Philip Philip Marlowe over here. I know. Maybe you can make a short, you know, short film, and maybe you can catch. I hope her. so because like, I've been feeling Philip Marlowe ever since this happened. It is such a bummer. <laughs> I do I had one good thing that happened though, and I got to give a shout out: Monster Energy drink, <laughs> and, and that of course it does deserve that laugh, Lisa. I'm right there with you, but I'm gonna win you back. Makers of the most ridiculous looking drinks on earth. They got the the three scratch. We all love it. But this drink came across to my path long ago because at the time it had zero calories and zero sugar. Mm -hmm. Now it is at 10 calories, but that still is a pretty good amount of calories. A little tubbo like myself, unfortunately, I drink my calories. That's where most of the issues come from. So I think you, just, you open this, up a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions now. For one, I thought this was leading into like, did we get sponsored by Monster and you didn't tell me? That was my first thought. And my second thought I is, hope so. What, what, are, what are the 10 calories that are now added? I like, don't know. I, part of me thinks they were there the whole time, and now they finally had to own up to these 10 calories. Yes, they, I they, would they agree saw, with that. Off, off screen agreed with me, and now we got the verbal confirmation. Yeah. Standards and practices, they, this they is caught the, up with them. There's this one, and there's a red one. This is the better one, but they have a couple mm -hmm. zero calories now, 10-calorie drinks. This is the most drinkable one. Of course, it's... You're drinking blue acid, of course. Yes. But it's a little better for you than the usual soda pop that I consume or, or anything like that. It had gone off the market. All of the all the good ones. The and Annie I don't know if it, thing. Yeah. Yes. And we ran out of this antifreeze. I don't know if it was a supply chain issue. That's the the the, the phrase of the day these days. Supply chain. Oh issue. yes. Well, the cars what, needed it more than. What a lovely it. excuse you could use. You know. Uh, Feel free to use it, Noiros. That's yeah. a freebie. Supply chain issue, you know? Even if it's a supply chain issue of love in your heart, you know, you do what you got to do. But it's back. I'm enjoying it while it's here. It took away a little bit of the pain of my sideswipe, as well as seeing these two lovely faces on the screen that, of course, our listeners can't can. hear. But a little exclusive for the, for the lads here. Well, I, I just hope that you, that you find justice. Lisa, an honorary lad today. And all yeah, of us. Uh, that's lady, a but, yeah, no, 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 a lad can be oh, yes, inclusive. That's true. That's, you're right. Unless you don't like you. You're welcome no, to I'm rescind okay. the lad offer. No, no, I understand where it came from now, and I, uh, I'll take it. I we'll have to figure out a way to make it like a knighthood. Yeah, I'll, I'm into that. That's all right. We'll get that's the fedora cool. out, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's, shoulder. that's, that's what you need. <laughs> trench coat, I'm okay with that. All right, well, we'll give you the trench coat. Yes, it's a, a, a giving one. of the the giving of the trench coat. That's, well, you'll give yes. it to us, and then we'll we'll give it back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will I will start by saying before we get super into it, I, I will get a little bit more general. Is the, the one of the reasons why um, I asked Lisa to be on this particular episode, or why we yes. asked her. These are because, questions. I felt like this was getting into it, but we can call this before we get into it. Yeah. I was just going to say that one of the reasons why I had her on this specific episode is because, you, Lisa, you were the one that actually told me about the movie that we're covering tonight. So 
Um, uh, I think that's I why it, it, it felt very fitting uh, to have you on because I know that you're such a fan of this one in particular amongst other film noir that yeah, you and I have discussed. I mean, we've watched film noir together. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it a lot. Um, about yeah, Lisa, that was, like. that was something I wanted to ask you is if you could kind of give us and the listeners just a little bit of your background. How did you come to, to become a connoisseur of the genre? Oh, okay. Um, well, it's sort of a strange byway, maybe... Fay Ray really was the way that I fell in love with film noir, which seems kind of strange, but from the poster, maybe that'll help a little. RKO is uh, the studio that I love. I think it's, I mean, you know, it's getting the recognition now, but I still think it's a studio that doesn't get the love that it deserves. And Fay Ray was in a small movie called King Kong that probably nobody's ever heard of. And um, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really, really worth, worth watching. And, you know, it saved RKO from bankruptcy. And that was really what helped that studio to create, I think, film noir as we know it. And because of those years, those pivotal years, really, um, you know, it, it kind of created a whole genre. That studio was there for artists. It wasn't there to make money. And I just think film noir is, it's interesting to me. It wasn't shiny and glamorous. It was old Aesop fables. That's the way I've always kind of seen them. You know what I mean? They're not, they always had a lesson, but they, you know, they were hard life lessons, kind of like life isn't always the way you think it's going to turn out. It's people can be shitty, but there's also those unexpected alliances and the small things in life, I think that can kind of make it worth living or make it not worth living. And that's kind of what I always liked about it. So that's sort of how I got into it. Um, Definitely through RKO. Um, and my love of black and white, and that kind of spawned through there. But you know, that's that's really kind of how it started. And I just I dug and dug and kept trying to expand my knowledge of noir. Once I once I saw one, I was like, I have to keep going. I love this. So that's how they got you. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, sounds interesting. We'll check this out. It's uh, noir, you call it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you comfortable enough? Do you have a favorite, or do you have at least you know a, a loose couple of favorites? Oh, uh, I know that can be a pretty heady question, but it can be a heavy question. I'm always ready with mine and it's an RKO (laughs) one. So I hope that makes you proud. Uh, I do. I do have a couple. I mean, this is one of my favorites, but yeah, some of my other favorites, I think, um, let me think. Yeah, that that can be tough. I think the strange love of Martha Ivers is one of my really top. Um, I really also love, um, Oh, really? Oh, that is tough. I'm trying to think out of like certain genres. I mean, actually, really, the one you guys covered when you did Out of the Past, that's, I mean, it's it's a classic for a reason. And trying to think, well, I mean, anything really Barbara Stanwyck when it comes to noir is is up there for me, at least. I mean, other than even not just Double Indemnity, but some of the ones she did later, like she did like Clash by Night. Actually, They Drive by Night is a really great one that I love. So they run the gamut, but those are some of the ones that I really love. Cool. And can you think of one that blew you away recently that you, you're like, oh, I hadn't seen this. Let's look at this guy. Uh, let me think. Well, you know, every time I watch um, Johnny Eager, it blows my mind because Van Heflin is just like, he's mind blowing. He's just so, he has this part in it that's, you know, and he, he's not the main character, but he's so sad he's so woeful he plays this you know Shakespeare quoting drunk and he is he's so eloquent and so disturbing and sad and pitiful at the same time his character is just 
it's a beautifully written character and it's beautifully played and everything he does, the more I watch him, the more I appreciate him. But I think, you know, that that's just one of those great characters and everyone should really should see him in that movie. I know that movie has uh, the two main leads in it, but he's really the one, he's the one that you should watch in that movie. Every time I watch it, it just reminds me how, how good of an actor he was. Wow. A lot of good ones that we haven't covered yet, but I'm yeah. sure we'll, yeah, we'll get to. I don't to. think we're going to get to them now. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't see that happening. No, uh-uh. Oh, I can get, I, I got them for if you need them. We, we just about ran out of movies. This thing's about finished. So I, I, <laughs> I that's so. all right. Short-lived, yeah. short-lived genre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flash in the pan. Go home. Barely, we really struggled for, to do this podcast, but. It sounds like it. I mean, from what I can hear. Are you guys ready to get into it? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm ready. Right when I, you guys are. I will say I watched this before I discovered the bad news of my side swiping, so it did not affect Good. my my opinion. So okay. wanted to get that out there. <laughs> but from there, we'll discuss it. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh what is this? The the fifth victim, Dan? <laughs> no, I think you're close. I think it's actually the seventh one. Oh, They've had man, six that's... six there are six before before this one. That's too many. They're, they're slacking. These police, there's been six victims and we're up to a seventh already. This is a terrifying city to live in. Do not live here. I think they still don't know about any of them. I mean, uh, they know, they, maybe they know about this one, just because, yeah. as we'll get into. But yeah. before that, they might not have known about any of the, uh, the first six. Some real uh, bumbling detectives then, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and some really interesting private investigators, too. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. There's, there's a lot of uh, interesting characters yes but this is the seventh victim forgive me i was off by a couple but this was released august 21st 1943 by the aforementioned rko radio pictures lisa you're gonna like this one then (laughs) i don't know if you knew this but this is rko it it is uh this is directed by mark robson and produced by the legend himself val luton written by dewitt bodine who wrote cat people for for Val Luton, I have feelings about cat people. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it. And um, also done with a rewrite after the initial script was not sufficient enough for producer Luton by Charles O'Neill, who in my research, I found out father of Ryan O'Neill. That's a fun fact. You like Ryan O'Neill, everybody? Not the person, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love him. Do you? Uh, to a point, but the, there's so much like uh, the driver. I love so much. He's he's phenomenal in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Lyndon, of course, is, is a good time. Paper Moon, even despite it being oh. a Bogdanovich film, it still had Polly Platt involved, so she was able to make it into a memorable role. So I mean, there's, there's some good stuff there. He's a, he's an interesting guy, but yes, yeah, so. love mm-hmm. Paper Moon. Legendary piece of shit, <laughs> and his daddy wrote this one. So there you go. Uh, and we're opening with a quote. Who doesn't love quotes? I love them. And this one's going to be right on the stained glass. It's, I run from death, and death meets me as fast, and all my pleasures are like yesterday. That's from John Donne's Holy Sonnet number seven. But actually, here's another fun fact. It was Holy Sonnet number one. So already we're off to a crazy start. Come on, guys. This is out of control. I, what, else, what else could happen from here? I don't know. But we, we meet Mary Gibson, who is... Of course, played by Kim Hunter in her debut role. Mm-hmm. Love Kim Hunter. Yes. Oh, good. Before, yes. Right before, <laughs> all, yeah, well, well before her, her Planet of the Apes days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and as I was uh, doing a little research in this and that came up, I, I learned Berman was up for that role. And she turned it down and then forever regretted it. 
what for Planet of the Apes? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. What a world that would have been like. Her yes. and of course Edward G. Robinson, Dr. Zayas, as he was almost Dr. Zayas. I, I will admit that Ingrid Bergman is like I, I absolutely love her. Huge, 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 huge fan. I did not know that. That would be very fascinating. I think she's great. I like Kim Hunter better as an actor, though, I would say. Hmm. And you I know, don't when, know when that would have Ape makeup, you really need. Yeah. yeah. I think they really we got lucky with what we got. Yeah. Agreed. I would agree. I think that was a good she was a good good for the part for sure. I don't know if I could go ape with the other uh version <laughs> that could have happened. We'll see. I don't know. Fun. Edward Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> yeah, Edward G. Robinson. I don't know. That would have been fun. Yeah, Dr. Zayas with the stogie. Yeah. I'll take it. So anyways, we're at High Cliff Academy. We just enrolled, but already we're getting kicked out of this expensive boarding school because Jacqueline Gibson, Mary's sister, she's the one who's been footing the bill for this expensive school, and she's been off the grid for months. She hasn't been paying. So the principal tells her, you know, you got to get going, but also we love you. You're, <laughs> you're Kim Hunter. Please stay. We'll figure out a job for you. But she says, I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find my, I'm going to do a little detective work and find my sister and head we're in new york city is that correct was that where this took place yes yes mm-hmm. greenwich village mostly she becomes um, a shamus <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, it has a ring to it dan that's why it's making me chuckle <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so mary she's able to just kind of go to like a, la- a lot of last known addresses or you know people who knew jacqueline and she had a cosmetics business that she sold to her assistant and we still can't find her but we do also meet Jacqueline's close friend and, and employee who works there, Frances Fallon. And she's like, I saw her about a week before and we get led to Dante, which is this Italian restaurant. Would you guys eat there? Eh. I mean, it's interesting that, that you know, I, I like the kind of alliteration with Dante's and yeah, the whole, you. you know, devil and, and yeah. you know, and, and the fact that it's, it's a below ground restaurant too yeah. <laughs> is, is a great touch. I, I, do, I do appreciate that. In the beginning, it's very angelic, and she's sort of going to the city. I, I think it would have been funny if they did it in Hell's Kitchen, but, you know, that's just me. You know, all the little yeah. tie-ins, too. It could, it could have been a little bit heavy-handed, maybe. Maybe yeah, they had, to, maybe they had to cut that I part know. out. You right. could only get so far on the nose. But, I, I know. Yeah. But wow. it is, we're, we're on the nose, probably about, not quite on the tip, you know, more the bridge. More of the side. When I lived in yeah. when I lived in Portland, there's a venue, I believe it's still around, called Dante's. It was like a bar that'd be concerts there but it was not underground and that was disappointing i feel like it should have you been. need, you need yeah. to earn that yeah you, if your your bar name should if either be random or reflect your surroundings yeah failure on that part so don't move to portland is my no. <laughs> yes just because of that bar That's i it. would agree thank you dan your famous hate of portland saves the day once again my well-documented disdain since epi- i think even in the trailer you're like just so you know i hate portland and we're covering film noir come to detour completely off the cuff and and having no relevance to what we're talking about just dan i've never seen you wear cuffs in my life you're gonna get so much hate now yeah, yeah. Well, well i live there and i love it so you know yeah you love it so there much you, you left <laughs> yeah. oh how you, you leave everything you love dan if you're yeah. doing it right absence makes the heart grow fonder all right i'll stop thank you (laughs) well i know i will say this on the other side of the coin as much as i i don't necessarily have any issues with portland but we all know my well-documented love for san francisco especially with film noir locations would you prefer this movie take place in san francisco 
No, I think New York suited this. I think it made sense for this movie. You guys just segued into a great uh, little tidbit that I have. It almost did. The original backstory for this movie. Wow, that was good. You guys wow. Are great. See all the happy. Yes. See, that's that's part <laughs> of the magic. That was a beautiful thing. You guys are wonderful. This yep. movie. It was called The Seventh Victim, but it actually almost took place on Signal Hill. That was the original plot for this movie. There's a poster out there somewhere. I have no idea. But apparently The Seventh Victim, it was six people had been murdered out on Signal Hill. And then they totally swapped the plot, changed Yeah, I think that was the DeWitt Bodine script, like his version. The the cat people guy. And then, of course... uh, Ryan O'Neill's daddy came in and uh, changed yeah, the whole thing and, and whole thing. gave us what we got. One thing I found fascinating in my research, because I'm only so familiar with Val Luton, more like the not film noir stuff, is that RKO, like the deal with him was they got to come up with the title and they dictated the running time and the budget. But beyond that, he could just do whatever. So it was yeah. like, th- this movie is going to be called The Seventh Victim. Good luck, you know, and and to have this come from that is quite interesting. One love, thing I love creativity. Tell- the one thing I wanted to tell you was what I thought you might find interesting was the guy who really was the cinematographer because he was like the principal cinematographer for all of RKO. And I'm going to butcher his last name. But oh, it's good. Nicholas, uh, Is that Nicholas what made you think of me? Butchering yes. last names? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so exactly. glad to have another one here to, to take the baton. Everyone butchers my last name, so I'm u- quite used to it. I feel like we're um, probably three butchered last names here on the show today. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think that's totally true. Yeah. At least one. But the guy's <laughs> name was Nicholas Musaracara. I think I'm saying that right. It feels good. You, you said it with confidence, it and that's what I really did. does I, it. I just figured I had to go with it. Sounds right. And he actually did the cinematography for your favorite movie, too. He did Out of the Past. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. And Blood on the Moon and Hitchhiker. Wow. That's a pretty... Yeah. Uh, did he do Cat that's People? Right. Um, uh, I don't know. Yes, he did both. He did both. He did Cat People and Curse of the Cat People, the oh, sequel. Yeah. Well, he did the first film noir that was, well, what people consider to be the first film noir, which is The Man on the Third Floor. Strange, yeah, Stranger on the Third Floor with um, Peter, Peter Lorre, yeah. That's close. So that's technically what they consider the first film noir. So he kind of created that vibe for what people see as noir at RKO and, you know, noir in general for a lot of people. Yeah, I would definitely say one of the the best things I could say about this movie is the look of it. And it's definitely, you know, responsible. You know, you could see that that has that cohesive look that he brought to it. And um, very gothic. I know it's weird and whack. It's very Kafka-esque, but it's, it's, I feel like it's supposed to be that way, but we'll see. We will see. (laughs) So we're at Dante's and what a friendly place this is. You know, you may not eat here or get a drink, but you're definitely going to talk to the owners and, mm-hmm. you know, get them to let you into people's rooms. That's a good time. And he's like breaking into this thing. It did not seem easy, right? The well, landlord? It was locked. It was locked, yeah. Yeah, yeah but well, he, he always key. wanted to get in. <laughs> he always wanted to see. He did. And, yeah. I, and what he got was a, <laughs> a noose yeah. waiting for him. So there you go. Was it worth it, sir? Called foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, got a, he got a plot device. That's what he got. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Dan. Would, are we calling the noose the MacGuffin of the film? <laughs> nah. I, and I, the lady in the hallway, too. She's a, she's, a for, she's a plot device or a foreshadow as well. Yeah. A lot of foreshadows in the cinematography of this film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, after you see something like this, you're going to want to find your missing sister <laughs> a little more. And we also meet Jason Hoag, who is a, a poet. 
you know, there's always one at these bars and this is our resident poet at Dante's. Yeah, what do you guys think of Jason Hoek? <laughs> what do you think is what do you think of his poems? They're fine. I, I his character to me is just like meh. He's the most con- he's the least successful part of this movie, I think. And I, I like I said, I do love this movie, but Yeah. Just yeah, there. I mean I, I <laughs> you know, and here's here's Joey criticism number one. I would say pretty much everybody is just here except for Kim Hunter. Like she's the only one who really brings a memorable performance to this. I think there's interesting characters, but they they aren't really kind of given or maybe just not cast in that right way that they're able to really flourish in the roles that they were given, I think. But Kim Hunter just comes in like a rocket, like, you know, hey, guess what, guys? I rule, like, I'm going to be around for a while. Hey, they're going to name, sh- name streetcars after me, you know? Like, I'm awesome. <laughs> Kim well, Hunter I think, rules. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's in an interesting way because it's more like about her vulnerability. Like, I mean, yeah. that's a lot of the of, of what what it's about. But it, she's such a strong presence. But at the same time, in, in maybe what one would consider more a sense of like a weakness, if anything. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's what's interesting about it. I'm just saying, especially on the flip side of the Gibson coin, the Gibson family coin. Yeah. Her sister Jacqueline. We will meet her. Spoiler. I think that's the point. So, you know, she's supposed to be so innocent and childlike. And then Jacqueline's this, well, like you said, we'll get there, this hedonistic, you know, or exhibitionist, if you will, which always looking for the next thing. And everyone, they, they talk about her like she's like a goddess. You know what I mean? Every time they describe her, it's, oh. She's memorable. She, yeah, you'll she's never forget gorgeous, her. Yeah. That, she's, they're all obsessed with her. And then. You know. but then she's got that wig that's... Uh... Oh, I love it. That wig <laughs> is everything. Some that great wig. great bangs. Definitely goes on the letterbox noir wig list along with Double Indemnity, of course. Uh, <laughs> I was this close to buying one and wearing it. I was really going to get one. And- that would have been amazing. You got a couple right. weeks before the episode sees release if you want to send us a picture for social yep. media. Yeah, we can social media that. Yeah, absolutely. Even uh-huh. if we have to just Photoshop you in, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out. That'll I'll, be your, I'll literally your just guest take paint. photo. I'll take a photo in paint and just take the paintbrush and then just paint it on top. There you go. Dan has volunteered to, to do this. Thank you, Dan. Dan's going to wear the wig? Yes. Or we'll wear take the that wig. as well. Yeah. We can all wear the wig. I mean, I like big, that idea. Yeah. The wig. All right. Well, <laughs> off to the wig shop we go, everybody. Yes. But first, I guess, uh, why don't we wrap this bad boy up? Huh? Uh, so the investigation continues. She's just kind of everyone going to everyone who knew Jacqueline and just following that trail of breadcrumbs. She has a secret husband who's an attorney, Gregory Ward. And then there is a psychiatrist, Dr. Lewis Judd. And he was the one who is also from Cat People, right? I believe. Yeah, Tom Conway. Like the same character, even though he dies in Cat People. Yes, Spoiler, exactly. but don't go see Cat People is my recommendation. It's okay. Watch, and, watch what you say or <laughs> with, with our guests. I think and I might. say that directed yeah. by watch Jock it. Turner, you know, who directed my favorite movie out, out of the past. I mean, it's an, I watch it in the sense that it's, it's very interesting, but it, yes, there you go. My first and last <laughs> appearance on this damn show yeah, I say, <laughs> yeah she's gonna she's gonna leave the chat here that's all right is your door gonna slam like the old uh instant messenger sound yeah that would be do great you, do you have a door in your office to slam i i do i'm just you're at the wrong angle you can't see it it's over there what do you call your office does it have a name no it doesn't lisa's lair lisa's lair i like that do you like Claire's? i mean you know Kind of implies nefariousness, doesn't it? It does. It seems like I'm up to something. Okay, well, this will be interesting after you commit a crime and we can 
Like we had her on the podcast. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I might come to your Straight from the lair talk. with a nefariousness head. Yeah. They keep talking the way you're talking. I might have to. I also like in the background there, you have a light, but it looks like a little moon there. In the, in, the, in, the, in the window. Oh, the it, does, it does seem like I'm in the... That's nice. I like it. It's, it's a nice vibe. Nice, I nice realized that after I uh, poo-pooed cat people, and now I'm feeling a little spooked out. Like, they're, they're coming for me. Mm-hmm. Better watch out. I'm always watching out for, for cat people. <laughs> Who do you think sideswiped your car? Yeah, it's, it's, imp- it's absolutely possible, but I hope it was uh, the Schrader <laughs> cat people that did it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't if I were you. You guys going to go see The Card Counter? What is that? Paul Schrader's new movie. Is that what it is? I mean, I don't know if that's the plot, but yeah. That's, oh. That's what it's called, Oscar Isaac. I knew he had a new movie. I didn't know I didn't know what it was about. I just knew he yeah. was making a movie. I did too. I didn't know what it was about. I like Paul Schrader. I, you know, I'm open to yeah. it. Follow up to First Reform, the best movie of whatever year that was. 2018? 17, I think. Yeah. Now it's 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah, I moved to yeah. Philly that year and that... I remember seeing it here on Movie Pass when it was still around. Yeah. The last few years, it's been a blur. Yeah, those last two years. This year has been a blur. It's weird to just like be looking out at life currently and it's blurry. You're like, I've never lived a blur. I've definitely looked back at a blur, but. Yeah, I would agree. Just what happened? Who, where? (laughs) Where am I? Gotta do a little detective work like our friend Mary here, guys. Mm -hmm. So we get the secret husband, we get the psychiatrist, and. Now we're learning from the psychiatrist that uh, Jacqueline had been a patient and she had been trying to seek some treatment for her depression because, uh, oh, by the way, she was a member of a satanic cult. The Pilatus. The Pilatus. What a great name. And I love that they just throw it out there. They're like, oh, yeah, it's like part of, a, part of a satanic cult. You're like, okay, cool. Devil worshipers. Yeah, Devil cool. Worshippers. Why, yeah, not? why not? With this funky triangle that's on a... You know, perfume bottles. Okay, add that to my list of uh, of Joey shoutouts. Best parts of this movie. Love the graphic design. Oh yeah, logo. Totally. It it was great. I mean, it was just a great logo. It didn't. Most of these times, even today, we can't even get good logos in a movie. But it looked very natural. Looked very real, and it also looked spooky. It spooked the hell out of me. Yeah, and they didn't shoehorn it in. It was, you know, I mean, all right. It it, it did feel right. Yes. And the fact that it's, I mean, we're getting a little bit ahead, but it's all, it's, it's like kind of hidden in, in the, you know, the products of the, the perfume right. company as the logo. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, exactly. I love it. Love it. How do you think that perfume smelled? Um, Have you ever smelled perfume from the forties? Is that something you can access? Is there like a perfume museum? Yes. It's called eBay. Oh. <laughs> I, that might exist. That's a good question. I feel like you could just find an old perfume bottle and then just like fill it full of who knows what? Just be like, oh, it must have gone bad from the 40s. It probably evaporated by now. That's true. Unless it's really sealed. So, Do you think it contains memories, though? Well, I, I did a little bit of, of researching real quick, and I found that there is a Museum of Perfume in Paris. I should hope so. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you, Dan. Good call. Shout yes. out to Paris. Just a real friend of the show. Good Thanks old, for all you do. Good old Paris, Texas. No, that's that's where the that's where the museum is yeah. in Paris, Texas. No, I'm kidding. No, it's in Paris, France. Yeah. But how great would that have been though? Be better. Yes, yeah. Now I don't now I wouldn't edit it out if that was the case, but now yeah. we'll, we'll never know. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh thanks for listening, guys. And uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more to it. Uh Irving August. Let's talk about our private 
detective friend. One of my favorite characters in the entire oh, movie. yes. That poor Weasley man. I do like, I will give a shout out to Irving August. I liked, I did like his performance. There, there are yes. two good performances in this movie. He is great. Yeah, he just kind of, you know, worms his way into this, this case. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't well, know, you might regret with, it. Yeah, well, it starts with the, the great camera shot where the camera's kind of going down the line at the police station of yes. the different like little segmented boots for all, for you know people either missing persons or whatever their their issue is yeah. and then it finally gets to to Kim Hunter and then the cops are kind of dismissive and whatnot and then that's when you get the the worming as you yes uh, he just, overhears and yes he says I, you know I'll I'll take your case and then and someone else says uh, maybe you shouldn't stick your nose in there but that just makes him want to do it more excuse me uh, I'm Irving August private investigator I think I can help you here's my card. The name may not mean anything to you, young lady, but just say the word and I'll have your sister for you in 48 hours. Can you? Look, sister, Manhattan is only nine miles long and four and a half miles wide. I ain't never been off it. I know it like, well, like you know your own backyard. Now, you, you just get me a small retainer, say uh, 50 bucks, and I get your sister for you. I guarantee you. I haven't any money right now, but I'll get a job and... Lady, this kind of work costs money. I gotta cover all the hospitals, the morgue. That's the first place you gotta go, and it ain't pleasant, the morgue. You know who I am, August? Sure I do. Then you know, if I give you a little advice, it'll be good advice. Yeah, sure. That girl was looking for Jacqueline Gibson. If I were you, I'd forget it. Okay, Mr. Veto. It's forgotten. Hey, Danny, get me the file on Jacqueline Gibson, will you? That's just it. One thing that happens is as Mary is doing her detective work, you know, people eavesdrop. They hear it and they're like, don't do this. (laughs) This is not associated with anything good. Just keep your nose out of it. That's for the best. And that would have been good advice for uh, all parties involved. But we're getting a little nosy here. There's perfumes to smell after all. So we're going to keep at it. Irving August, he, he takes the case and they go to... Dan, how did you say this place again? What? The uh, Lasagis? La, 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 yes, that's, that sounds right. I'm going into it with confidence, guys. That's, what I'm, that's Not, the lesson that's, I'm learning from this. I watched it a few days ago, but yes, that... that... What's up? I did too. And uh, I also, just briefly, I forgot to, to give a, another much-needed shout-out. But this movie is very hard to find. Good luck yes. out there, Noiros. Uh, even just the DVD, which is like a double feature, was not available at this, this moment. But shout out to TCM. Yes, Dan is holding up a copy that none nice. of us can get. TCM. <laughs> yep. Lisa gave me this copy, actually. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you, Lisa. My copy a, must have been lost. Uh, this was, this right. was a gift. No, this was a gift from a few years ago. I guess it's been lost for a few years now. All right, that's okay. <laughs> it's, in it's, in, it's, it's in the mail. It's in the mail, yeah. About to uh, say. You know what? What a, what a per- uh, supply chain issue, right? What? Yeah, supply chain. <laughs> but you know who had an abundant supply of this was TCM. They had they actually showed this movie last week, and I was able to record Our it. original air date, we would have been set. Yes, yes. Our record date, rather. Yeah, it was 8 p.m. at night, which is on a Friday night, which is usually when I watch the movie anyway. Mm -hmm. But ironically enough, I actually had something that night for the first time. Very rarely I do have something at that time, and I actually had to postpone it. But, I mean, I have it on disc, so I wasn't And, of course, 
I had to celebrate Dan having something to do. So I became mm-hmm. unavailable myself. And yes. so we just had to wait. We all had to celebrate. Shout out to Hulu, TCM, and the concept of DVR. I was able to save this bad boy and watch it at my leisure. And yet did watching this conjure uh, sideswipe to my car. It's debatable. But, but, but it was available, and I was very glad for that fact. It was on Prime, too. It was on Amazon. Yeah. For free? No. Oh, yeah, to okay. pay for it. So you can, you can pay for this movie, yeah. which we have a couple of fat cat listeners, so they can do it. But for everyone else who's in my one or boat, you know, okay. TCM's got it. Okay, fair enough. You know, we all can't be <laughs> Money Bags Lisa over here what? in a fancy <laughs> office. You guys got to see this office. It hey, is to, it. to the brim. It is just packed full of riches. There's golden trophies and chandeliers. Mannequin head. I mean, it's everything. Yes, she has. Want. She has the robot from Rocky Four. That's it's, true. That is a fact. A yes. fact. In fact, she's actually walked out of the room a couple of times and let the robot take over. Yeah. She's programmed to use her own voice because who doesn't want a robot butler? with it, your own voice speaking back to you. I've always wanted to put myself to work. Because God knows I'm not going to do it. Because you want to listen to your own voice. <laughs> talking then back if that was true, I would have a podcast that I would force myself to edit and listen to that horrible concept of yes, having to do that. What a concept. Yeah. What's that? Lisa's going to edit this one? That's cool. Appreciate yep. it. That's the rule. Get that the guest. Ge- guess the guess. Oh my God. I bring a guest every week then. Dan please. lied to me. He's a liar. <laughs> That's that how was the surprise. You. That was the surprise. Now who has the lair, Lisa? Me. Um, well, okay then. <laughs> that was the robot that said it. She's still out. <laughs> but we're, we're, uh, we're at the last segis. After hours, you shouldn't be there, guys. So, you know, that's advice from us. Make sure you adhere to the hours that are posted. Don't go into a place they shouldn't be because you will probably get stabbed to death by a mystery person. That's yeah. a like, stop. That's yes. a great stop, though. That's love that. Really love that. Great shadows. Yeah. yeah, great shadows. Put that out on my uh, compliments list, shout outs. I-, I did love that. That was great. That is a great shot. That slow walk down the hall, her face, and all you hear is the clock. That's one of my, that's a, that's a great part in this movie. And then you see him coming back and she's calling him and then he just tips over slowly. The, uh, the shadows and, you know, just the, the light play in this. And if you love all of that, you're going to love the next scene, which is my favorite scene of the movie when we are in the subway. The subway oh, yeah. rules. If, Same I, with me. If, you're a, if you're a fan of Gentleman Joey and you trust every word uh, that he says, and I just want to shout out the, the subsection of Noiros, the, the Joey-O's, you guys are the greatest. Uh, That's the street the, team. Our street the, team. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the fan club badges are in the mail, and you will actually receive them. I don't go to the same post office that Lisa does, so you will get <laughs> you will get your gifts. In fact, yours is on the way too, Lisa. I, I know. Oh, thank you. I know you, you're a, a fan and a Joey, so welcome. But I will say, check this one out on YouTube at the very least if it exists, and feel free to be that person who puts it on YouTube. Great scene. Great scene. Subway mm-hmm. scene. Very spooky. Yeah, this is why we're here. October, we're getting spooky. This is our spooky noir. You can't deny there's some spooks here. I will yep. say this. So she's in the subway, and there's some classy guys, and they come in, and they're carrying, like, what is this guy, like a drunk, you know, a drunk man or something? No, he's a fucking corpse. It's the body. It's Irving's body. And uh, they're trying to just ditch him in the subway or They're trying to they, move him somewhere. They're somewhere, trying to go yeah. to hide the body, and they're just using the subway to travel. 
but the hat kind of does at first you can't see it and then the hat, hat kind of gets pushed up a bit and then she's like oh crap like that's you know irving like what the heck that's not good so she tries to get help she rushes to the next car and they're gone they've they've taken the body with them so didn't did it happen yeah i mean yes but <laughs> it did but no maybe in her head who knows to be fair i don't know if i would help either i this, this is not a situation i'd want to get involved with especially because of what is waiting for you satanic cults yes that's a no-no from yeah that's a red flag not something you want to mess with especially right. non non-violent ones as we'll get to uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. They can't, they can't yeah like what <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it I, yeah. I i will try to contain my uh words yes <laughs> i don't know how to describe the emotions i feel right now but uh after this we got judd and he's like you know you i'm gonna take you to jacqueline i know where she is i've got her she's been hiding out and so we see Jacqueline. We finally see her. We see this, the wig. It's, it's right where your, your eyes are going to go right to every time she's on the screen. It's a wig. It's there. <laughs> it's there. If you love bangs, you're going to fucking love this wig. Yeah. You're going to flip yours. <laughs> it makes her. It makes her presence, I think. It's part of her persona. I think it works. But She's nothing without the wig. No, she is nothing without the wig. She but she, is. I mean, she was a great actor. I, I really liked a lot of her work, but uh, that wig, that whole outfit makes her character in this movie. A tragic figure, and we will get into later, uh, that went beyond the screen as well. A lot of tragic figures involved with this, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll save the tears for the end. So, yes, we, we see Jacqueline, and then she, she doesn't say a word. She just very spookily just is like, Shh. she does the finger. I'll let the listeners guess which one. It's the shushing finger. I'll give you that much of a hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and she's gone. She's, she's out of the movie again. I hope, hope we find her again. That that wig, we're calling for it. But Mary, she's like, I, I got to figure this thing out. So she actually ends up working at a kindergarten. People want to give Mary a job all throughout because she's, she's Kim Hunter. She rules. So Well, she's, Hugh Beaumont wants to give her a job, at least that job. Watch yourself, Dan. Well, I, w- I will say, no, I will say this. It, it, I thought it was kind of funny that his his character's name is, is Ward in, in this movie, yeah. but but in Leave it the Beaver, his his name is also Ward. You know who else found that funny? Who? The internet. I, that's what everyone kept saying when I was doing the research. They're like, oh, isn't that funny? Oh, yeah? Well, I didn't read that on the internet. I came up with that myself. That's called independent invention. See, I didn't know that people were making fun of that on the internet. All right, Dan, I'll give you credit for ignorance. I don't know what the internet is. I'd have never gone on it. What a fucking dream if that was true, sir. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, yes, it's all rainbows and butterflies and shopping in stores. She drinks. <laughs> shopping in stores. <laughs> Love shopping in stores. Yes, that's what paradise is to me. Uh, yeah. Shopping in stores. Yeah. Oh, Shout out to stores. What, what happened then? Oh, I, uh, my sewing machine. I moved the foot pedal. I'm sitting on my sewing machine. That's where this is. Are you sewing something right now? I- no, not at the moment. Okay. <laughs> There's no sewing machine. Are you are you table. reaping? What you reaping? Right now, I okay. am. By doing YouTube, this is yes, this is I'm reaping this right right okay. now. Okay. And then you and then you can sew. Yeah, yeah. That's the thud of my hilarious joke landing right. There. Landing right. <laughs> that that's called post post effect right there. You you had a, a giant sound effect. All right, I'm just kidding. I'm happy to just let the rest of this be sound effects if you guys want. You do have a giant board with all the sound effects at at your disposal right there. Top five sound effects. Go. 
Doc Quack. Auga. Uh, Auga, yes, I was just about to say, Auga's probably number one. Yes, that's up there. Uh, gotta give a shout out to the air horn. I think that's the 21st century contribution to sound effects. Yeah. What about you, Lisa? You got one? What about like, ruff, ruff. you like barks? The dog bark? I mean, yeah. it's good. I mean, I mean, it was me. What, <laughs> I, what about, I what about, what about Wilhelm scream? Dog there for a minute. I mean, I, I was confused. I thought there was a dog in the room. Guys, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't really like the Wilhelm scream. Really? I think it's funny, kind of. I mean, it is funny, but, like, there's yeah. too many times where it's, like, in a legit, like, movie that it just takes me out of it so often. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I just feel like there was better screams. Yeah. But there's not many funnier screams. Every time I see it, I feel like Johnny Travolta and Blowout, where it's just like, I need some new sounds. I need uh, new wind. New wind. I was just about to say you need some new wind. That's a good scream. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get him started, Blowout. We'll be here for five hours. Yeah. Neo November coming next month. No yeah. blowout though, but that we'll we'll do that for year two, I would think. Yeah, good movie. Oh yeah, one of one of the best. All right, to ever do it. One of the one of my favorite Philadelphia film movies too. Oh yeah, I'm totally lost of where we are. That's why I'm. Oh, this is happening. so we talked. We're talking about how she got the job as a school teacher, but she's also investigating. Uh, Esther comes back. Mm-hmm. And she breaks into Mary's apartment because everybody uh-huh. loves breaking into apartments. And this is also another great scene. Yeah, this is the psycho shower scene. Yes, predates psycho by quite a bit. 20 years, something like that. Almost, yeah. Like that. yeah Almost. Quite, a, quite a bit, but it well, is, it's great. You also put this one on YouTube, maybe in the same clip, you know, just give a best of. Yeah. Uh, that's great. It's really this nice little corner of the movie that you're like, all right, maybe we're on to something because... It took the investigation. Oh, boy, it's such a slog. But then you get here. Things are really cooking. There's atmosphere. We're starting to get the spookiness of the cult and murders are happening. There's an excitement. The shower happens. Things are great. We're, at, we're on a great, great path so far. Uh, and she, she comes in the shower and is just like, you got to back off. This is Mrs. Reddy, Mary. Oh, I'll be out in a minute. That won't be necessary. I haven't much to say. If I were you, Mary, I'd go back to school. I'd make no further attempt to find Jacqueline. I can't give up looking for her, Mrs. Reddy, no matter what you're hinting at. I have no intention whatsoever of hinting. Your sister, Mary, is a murderess. She killed Irving August. Stabbed him out of fright when he discovered where she was hiding. I don't believe you. I had to help get rid of the body. You saw it on the subway. And I warn you, Mary, go back. You don't know what you're doing or what dreadful things you might bring about by looking for your sister. You go back to school. Time to go back to school. Right. The old high cliff. <laughs> and uh, this freaks Mary out. But she tells Gregory and Jason about what happened. 
And they're like, we got it. We got to find Jacqueline at this point and just get her to go to the cops, confess to the murder of Irving. It's going to be way better than what they could possibly have in store, which is absolutely true. And so uh, they get they reunite with Judd, psychiatrist Judd. You guys like the name Judd? Just makes me think of Judd Hirsch. Yeah. You like Judd Hirsch? Yeah. He's in Taxi. What's not to like? Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. He's still with us. Yeah, he is. Unless we just jinxed him. I hope not. Oh, yeah, don't. Yeah. We, we have a very powerful tone on this show. John Hirsch will live forever. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Reverse. Do you think he will feel doomed by this immortality that we've just gifted him with, though? No. As, as the world moves on without him, the globe warms. I mean, it'll be him and Betty White, so he'll be fine. Yeah, wasn't That's he? In, what do you, wait, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Uncut Gems, wasn't he? I feel like that is true, yes. Like, yeah, I yeah. think he was. Hold on. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he's still going. He's got a couple other movies that are, one's coming out, one's filming right now, and a couple more in post-production. Wow, good for him. It'll be him, Betty White, and Dick Van Dyke, so we'll be fine. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke really needs to step it up as far as work goes, though, because yeah, Betty White and, like, yeah, they're hustling. They only have, like, three movies, you know. You know what I always say about Dick Van Dyke? He's fucking lazy. Like, you just see that guy, and he just exudes laziness, yeah. you know? He's just slogging all around, barely moving, uh, tripping over the, the futon. Come on. At 96, I'm like, move your ass. Yeah, he's 95 now. Wow. He'll be, not, he'll be 96 in December. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> wow. Judd Hirsch is 86. Okay. I thought he was a little bit older. Like, if you were listening, I'm... Take that back. I was just kidding, sir. Most of Taxi is still alive, except for those that left us a little, a little early. Yeah. And Jeff Conway. Yeah. Mm. The comedians, they don't make... Yeah, that's why I say just don't be funny. No. Much, yeah. much like this show, you know, all, all you seriousness. Be, you guys will be fine. You guys are... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the seal of approval. You're welcome. That's why we always look to you for approval, Robot from Rocky for. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to... Get Jacqueline. We, we're at the, the Palladists. We're going to see them. And uh, is this, this is like where you see them like all lined up like the cult, right? Mm-hmm. That was great. Other than, I just wish it leaned into it a little more. Yeah. yeah. They have I like mean, David Lynch lady with the one arm, you know, like the, the, the one arm fortune teller. It's a little, but it could have gotten a little weirder. I mean, it, it's, it's something that I had to kind of contend with the whole time is there's so much cool concepts that I wish they went further of, but then you also have to give them credit for even going there, especially at this time. Right. So yeah. I, 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 I am trying to, you know, keep that in mind. But yeah. I, I also would say, like, almost someone should, I hate to say it, usually I don't, but remake this or at least, I mean, I, you could absolutely remake this movie, take the baton of all the potential that they left here, and you could make a phenomenal movie. I love this movie, but I would agree. Like, I, I would still keep it for what it is, but I, I would agree there were parts in it. You can almost have it be like a continuation. The Palladists yeah. are still around. This yeah. is something that happened back in the, yeah. you know, it, it could absolutely happen. So, that, so that's up to the listeners to, to do <laughs> free property for you. <laughs> Although I guess talk to Warner Brothers. It's true. They might have something to say, but you know. Or uh, who, who bought Warner at the end, in the end, Dan? Like who owns it now? Like took it, uh, wasn't it like Discovery or something like that? There was some type of deal with that. Yeah. I don't know if that, did that actually happen? I mean, I don't know if it's like, it's officially exchanged bank accounts, but it's like, yeah. that's what it was leading to. Cause hmm. uh, like AOL Time Warner was like, we got to, or Time AOL was like, yeah. holy shit, we got to get rid of this fucking company. Mm. But I did see as they were going through 
I think it was AT&T. AT&T owned it, not even AOL Time Warner. AT&T was the one who offloaded it. But like when they first got it and things were looking really dark with Warner Archive, like people got fired, but then I'm seeing people got brought back. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. Like the, I think like the head of Warner Archive got fired and ended up coming back. Wow. That's a fun fact I read on a blog the other day as I was reading about volume three of Tex Avery Classics coming to Blu-ray next month or this month. We're in October, baby. Yeah. Oh, got a lot yeah. of good ones. There are some good ones. Warner Archive is back. That's good. I'm glad to see that the they're renewing their interest in conservation because it's important. It and is. This, is a, this is a movie that could definitely, I mean, they've been doing a couple recent, they have a couple upcoming Val Luton ones, and this is one that I feel like would definitely benefit from a, a, a nice Blu-ray transfer. It would look yeah. great because the DVD version even is, is you know, it's okay. It's, you know, it's, it's decent, but the, the, a, have, a, a nice Blu-ray print would be excellent. Did you guys happen to catch the TCM airing? Mm-mm. I'd be curious to see if that's the same print from the DVD because it, was, it wasn't bad. I actually think I've seen the TCM print at a different time. So not this particular one, but I, I've watched it on TCM. I think it was on Noir Alley. I think I watched it. And yeah. I, I think it was like the same print. I think it was like roughly about okay. the same from what I remember. They aired it on Halloween last year. Oh, so. maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's maybe. maybe I, was I thought that was just it. our good idea that everybody knows to watch this around Halloween. Weird. Because I think this is like definitely one of the big like gothic horror noirs. Like this is like. It absolutely belongs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We didn't hoodwink you. Uh, not that I was worried about that, but we were trying to get some nice Halloween vibes for, for yeah. this month on our little show about noir films here. And I think we did a good job. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Like there's some spooky stuff here. Watch it with the lights out. There's some, yeah. just, again, the subway and the shower that yeah. does a good job. Like you said, the, uh, just the whole feeling of the movie, just the, the way it's shot. It's very, very, it's noir 101 like it is definitely classic noir the, the blacks are black and the whites are you know what i mean like it's just very intense when it comes to the shadowing so that lends itself to that atmosphere some noirs aren't as deep as others but this one's really so i, I think it gives it that feeling overall of moodiness a little bit of a shadowy sheen on it i would say yeah, yeah there you go yeah. yes so Pilatus, we find out how Jacqueline had come to join up with them and how that she got hoodwinked into killing Irving because she thought he was an assassin sent by the cult. And because of this, the police have a rule that if anyone betrays the cult, they got to die. But at the same time, they're not violent. <laughs> so how are you going to figure that out? Well, good luck, guys. You, you've been doing it for years. I mean, like, did they say how long these guys have been around from? Like since Satan or... Are we supposed to believe that this has been around a while or it's just like a couple of people in New York are like, here's a fun thing to do. No, I think night. that the one part they do talk about it, they, they say if you tell anyone about them. So I think it's more that she told Dr. Judd about. What's that, Lisa? There's a sound clip from the movie that we're going to put in right here that explains it. Great. I think I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I went back through the history last night. I read about Johann Rosenkorps. I read what he wrote about. I can quote it fully, Mrs. Reddy. We will avoid violence. For once undertaken, violence can become its own master and lead to either good or evil. But he also wrote that... I can quote that too. Those who go out into the marketplaces and let their tongues speak of us and give knowledge of our being and our deeds, whomsoever doeth it shall die. I'm puzzled. Since our order was founded, six betrayals have been listed. And six deaths as punishment. And now there's Jacqueline. But you can't do anything to her. You mustn't hurt her. 
But she betrayed us, Francis. She didn't betray us. She was only going to a doctor, a psychiatrist. She told him, Francis. She told him about us. I know this is difficult for you. I know that you love her. But she didn't betray us. Even if I believe that, I would still consider her a very dangerous woman. There was the matter of Irving August's death. Without consulting me, Mrs. Reddy was ill-advised enough to have the body removed by Leo and Dirk. This makes us all a party to the crime. What if there's a trial? What if Jacqueline is asked about the removal of the body? Do you think, Francis, that she will keep silent? It is a real danger, and one which forces our decision. And Jacqueline's sister? I've taken care of Mary. I've spoken to her, and she's going back to school. Good. Then it is decided. Leo and Dirk and I will complete our plans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, thanks. I'm glad. Now that I've heard it, it makes more sense to me. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't know why we were slacking on that. We should have yeah. brought up that sound clip before. Yeah. Next time. <sighs> Next year when we do this again, we'll do the okay. same movie. We'll do T- Total amateur hour right now <laughs> on our part. I feel like we're at 40 episodes of amateur hour. Don't worry, guys. Nothing's yeah. changed except for we have a professional that we're being amateur with this yeah. time. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, Jacqueline, she's got to go. Uh, hopefully we can get her to kill herself if, if you're a cult, that's what you're thinking well it's a secret cult, you can't tell anyone yeah is it a secret cult or is it a cult of secrets it's both Yeah. whoa, this, this guy yep. it's funny, it looks like you have an idea with the lamp behind you <laughs> I, always ha- I always have ideas that's <laughs> why it's a fast running idea, like it's a mile a minute Like that's probably what ADHD looks like yeah, yeah. there's a hamster inside your head just there's a lot going on in my head. Tell us. A little angel, Dan. <laughs> too, 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 too much to describe. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll just go on with this film then. Uh, so the, the members get together. Anytime they got together was cool. Always wished it was longer. Always wished it was spookier. But conceptually, it did do it for me. I understand. Thank you. I, I'm, tr- I'm being as fair as possible, but it's an honest fairness. I'm not struggling. I, this is a conversation. Yeah. Here's what I think. Yeah. I think, but bottom line, I think, I think you touched on it earlier. It's like, I feel like you got to give them credit for really going outside the box with a lot of stuff. And it's such an early film. I mean, there's, when you think about it, like, a lot just, of stuff. I mean, we're 1943. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fresh territory right now. And yeah, there's a lot to give credit for. I mean, the Satanism, the, the deaths. Of course, when we get to the ending, we have something to talk about. And also they kind of hint at a relationship between Jacqueline and Francis as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the one part I didn't see that I heard about online that I really didn't get. I felt like she was just thought everyone else was nuts. But maybe that I maybe I just missed it. Maybe that was just I would say I felt that when she's about to drink the poison, Jacqueline, and she's begging her not to. It yeah. just really felt like it was more than just like a a regular connection. It really did feel like something was there. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, it's choose your own adventure, you know. Yeah. However, it, it is something that's up to interpretation. But I would say I, I, that is something I felt without actually having to read that, like, oh, people say this. Yeah. There's well, that much, like, much like Dan and now Ward from Leave it to Beaver, you know. Like, we, we, it just happened to be a coincidence that other people felt this way, too. But I, I, it just really did, the way that she cared about her did feel like it was more than just a friendship. There's the other part, too, where the lady is talking about, oh, me and your friend used to be intimate but she wouldn't tell you about that. You're too young. So there is yes. that other part where she talks about it. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say the that. the way she says it, it's interesting because it's a very weird way to phrase something without meaning, you know, that they had a relationship. So yeah. how else are you going to put It's definitely like a, you know, 1940s kind of, let's be loose about it if we're doing it. Um, you could absolutely just take it as it is. Hey, right. people, are, people are friends sometimes and yeah, you, care, exactly. you care about them. Yeah. Absolutely. I could, I could totally see that. Yeah. But I will say the scene that happens right here where she's like, okay, I'm totally like dead inside. I hate my life. I'm going to drink right. this poison that you guys can be as nonviolent as you want. Right. And Francis just like begs her. Like, I mean, beyond even if it was something, I mean, it definitely touched me. It was a, a great performance in that sense. It was maybe the third best performance of the movie. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Go ahead. It is late. Drink it, Jacqueline. There's nothing else for you to do. They say you've got to die. Drink it, Jacqueline, you've got to. I can't stand it. So there you go. You get three. I think we're getting to them, Dan. I think we're on. I think we're working on them. We'll get them. We'll see about that, but <laughs> it's possible. It, it, I almost feel like this in the same way I feel with like John Houston movies where like I recognize what's great about them. It just doesn't come together for me. I feel like other people have done it a little better. Not necessarily so much the, the cultness with this. I mean, I've read like comics and stuff that were a little bit like, culty and noiry and, and hoary like it's been done and it, it they go together so well like it should be done more often but i will say like as far as classic film noir goes it, it's a league of its own and it's a shame could use more of it yeah especially here on this show we're always looking for you know hybrids if we yeah. can find them because it, it's nice when the film noir influence makes it into something else other than just straight film Yeah, noir. just straightforward, like, ah, yeah. baby, you know, like all that. Like, it's nice where it's like, ah. Oh, the gumshoe and the dame and the, yep. Exactly. So, I, you know, we're always looking for that. And, and again, I will say it does succeed here. Just would have loved something a little, a little stronger dose of that perfume that yeah. we could get. It's a little but. disjointed, but it's, it's, I still think it. Again, remake this movie. Someone yeah. remake this yeah. movie. It could be so good. It could. So good. Like, it everything. Is. Because you're watching, you're like, man, if I was doing this, I'd do this, this, and this. I just, it's, the blueprint is here. You just elevate, you just strengthen it. A little creepier with, you know, modern sensibilities maybe. But, yeah, a little, a little more Hail Satan, I would say. <laughs> Let's get some uh, pentagrams in there. Dan disagrees. No, I agree. I'm just thinking, I'm still thinking about your John Houston comment. Thank you. I'll take I've that. Been, I've been stewing on it, and I'm thinking, has he seen Treasure of Sierra Madre? Oh, that's and, a good call. And, and... I feel it's like been, you, you can't not watch that movie and think it's a great movie. You know, like I can't, it's been a minute. We'll get to it. We'll see. I, it do, I will say it does need a, a rewatch for me to, to see how it holds up. Cause it's, okay. it's been a long time, but 
for my sake, I hope that you. I'm not even saying I don't like it. I'm just trying to add a little mystery. That's all. I, I could love it for all you guys know. All right. Perhaps when we're done, I can tell you my true feelings. Dan, what'd you just type up? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I went on a I went on a John Houston tear. That's that I was. You got see, so you got me all sidetracked because I like John Houston. So, so my my brain just like was just like John Houston. Let it go, Dan. All right, I'll let it go. <laughs> Thank you. Where where are you? I, I I can't wait to insert this clip of you saying "Let it go, Dan" into future episodes. This is not. This is that's my top five uh, sound clips, sound effects. Awesome. You saying one. "Let it go, Dan"? That's number one. Oh, okay. That's, that's number one. I beat the air horn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that should be a quote on something possibly your tombstone okay i'll keep keep that in mind just let you it know, go people just should let it get, go dan <laughs> we should all buy our plots ahead of time you know and just let them carve in the death date when we get to it but people should know what we're what we got coming for them like you know who's got the best tombstone jack lemon jack lemon yeah i yeah. knew you were gonna say that yeah. yeah that was just going around recently and it was yeah. cracking me up him and rodney dangerfield i like, I like rodney dangerfield's good yeah yeah lisa do you have a favorite uh gravestone Besides your own, which you just said, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm now I've got a you good You beat one. out the air horn. I beat the air horn, yeah. It's gonna, Dan's going to say, Dan, let it go. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. I can't say that I do. Dan, let it go, meaning life in this. Instance. Yes. Yeah. Dan, Dan, let it go. Those will be the, as you're holding Dan's hand into death. Because he's going like, to be attacked. Dan, let, Dan, let it go. Down. Well, you know, because, of course, as we said before, we're talking to the Rocky Four robot with Lisa's voice. He'll be hooked up to you, like, yeah. as an IV. Yeah. It's a I mean, metallic claw. I mean, he's not going to be able to get out of my metal grip. Yeah. But the good thing is he could put, like, 50 cents into you, and you can, like, reach out some stuffed animals. and uh, Yeah, yeah. Maybe a harmonica. You like harmonicas, Dan? Harmonica, Dan? I like them, but I can't play it, so. Even if you get that, like, Bob Dylan, you know, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, between him and Neil Young, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Um, They're just blowing into it. They're not even doing the hand stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. You just breathe in and out. You're good. Just, just breathe in. All right, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm sorry about John Houston, okay? Just breathe. All right, I'll, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you this time. I'm not looking for your forgiveness, sir. Well, I'm, I'm giving it to you whether you're looking for it or not. So We'll put it in my pocket for when it's time. Well, you can stuff your sorries in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> so we do the begging of the poison and she's about to take it, but then she decides against it. Jacqueline, the, our old wigged friend, of course. And boy, these cult members, they don't really like that. Cause they're like, that was a freebie. We almost did it. doesn't seem like we're going to be able to do this non-violently. Of course, it's number seven that gets out of control with these victims. So they kidnap Jacqueline and they let her leave after she drinks the poison but they send someone after her to follow her and take care of her. We get a little switchblade chase. Good shadow sequences. Great shadows there, but she's able to, to escape them, and she makes it back to the rented room above Dante's. Mm-hmm. The old classic place. What was waiting for us there, I wonder? Uh, I'm sure that won't come into play. No. Someone probably took that down before she came back. Because why would you just leave that up? But we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, Jason and Judge, they go after the Pilatus. And they're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> God is good. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what's uh, going to combat these Satanists? Uh, God. Yeah. And they're like, oh, boy, <laughs> we, uh, we, we love them. 
this is really going to work. We renounce Satan. Let's go get an egg cream from the drugstore. It's very effective. I took up a Bible right when they said it. It, it touched my heart. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I was at first I was like, man, these Satanists, they're really on to something. But by the end, I was like, yeah, you're right. No, thanks. I believe in God where you get violent. They're violent, right? Say this is yeah. nonviolent. Too chill for me. I read that Bible. It's not that nonviolent. A lot of violence. One of those is a lie, and it's probably that I've read the Bible. Anyways, <laughs> Jacqueline, she sees old Mimi, the, the neighbor, uh, who we find out is terminally ill as well. So mm. hopefully she uh, things work out for Mimi. But she says, uh, hey, I'm afraid to die. I'm talking to someone who probably feels the same way, even though I see your dead fucking expression on your face, <laughs> emotionless, wigged up face. You probably love life, but uh, maybe not so much because Jacqueline heads to her apartment and it's a little vague, but not really vague. It's pretty clear. She hangs herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a step back, though, because I, I love that. Uh, maybe it's okay. Dan and I can digress with this one. I love that exchange between the two of them where she says you know i'm sick and whatever i'm i keep i've been quiet i'm gonna die i don't know what to do and jacqueline's like i've always wanted to die and then she goes into her apartment i love the exchange between the two of them because then you see mimi come out later and she says forget it i'm gonna live my life i'm gonna get dressed i'm gonna go out i'm gonna do all the things because she says the the line from the beginning right is that around this time uh that's at the very very end the very very end okay So Mimi just says, you know, I really, she really truly is dying. She's like, I'm not going to just sit around here and wait for it. I'm going to go live my life. And I think there's that irony is there for a reason because she really is dying and there's nothing she can do about it. And she's going to go out. And she goes out to live as Jacqueline goes in to die. Correct. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she's apartment number eight. So she's she's technically next. If you think about it. Okay. No, I didn't think about that. That's nice. And Jacqueline. Yeah. Of course, that's the whole point is they don't, that, that was sort of the big thing. They actually had a scene where they went after it and then they cut that out. So all you hear is the chair falling over and it's, yeah, that's her definitely hanging herself. So I always kind of like that part. Yeah. Spooky end to it. Uh, they let a suicide go through. That was pretty shocking. Yeah. And that's another big step for that time period, I think. Well, they didn't really show anything. So I no, think that's, that's, what, that's why. Yes. But they... Infer it, but yeah, you don't actually see it. You'd have to be a real dumb dumb to be like, well, it looks like it all worked out. Anyways. <laughs> the end. The end, yeah. Looks like she's just having a seat, you know? I'm sure they... Yeah. She <laughs> Why wouldn't in, she, she take the to sit down? down? Yeah. I think that was a pretty big deal for them, too, which, like you said, they let it through because of the way they shot it, which was, you know, yeah. a lot of content for 1943. Mm. It was a lot of content for 1943. And uh, it was too much content for the audience, as this was actually the first film for Val Lewton that did not turn a profit at the box office. Yeah. But he would bounce back later on with some classics before also tragically dying like pretty much anyone involved with this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this was the directorial debut of Mark Robson. He had previously been a film editor at RKO. He actually worked on Citizen Kane with our old friend Robert Wise. Mm-hmm whom we love. Definitely, he, he did the work. He's done cool stuff. And he mm-hmm. would uh, also direct Valley of the Dolls, which everybody loves. And w- I'm sure we'll be back for him again when we get to The Harder They Fall, which he directed. 
Or am I thinking of another film? No, you are. Okay. Yeah, yeah he did you. that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was his life. That was looking at Dan's uh, <laughs> Jacqueline. J- Dan's Jacqueline Gibson face he's giving me right now. That was Bogart's last picture, right? It was. Yeah, yes. I do. Yes. Yeah. It is. And we he, love boxing. He, he was a boxer and made one last fight. Yeah. In life and in, uh, in the movies. Yep. <laughs> no, all those boxing ones are last fight, huh? How come it's not like ah, oh, this is fourth fight? <laughs> Got a couple more to go. Now you left that the Rocky Four. That's yeah, true. Right. That's why I'm here. How come yeah. you never did another film afterwards? And have actually you heard that uh, Sly Stallone, our listeners would know from uh, the pen, his pen. Did Dan send you the video? Have you seen Sly Stallone's pen? I don't think I've sent that to her, no. All right, Dan will go ahead and rectify that by the end. I uh, will, yeah. maybe, maybe it's time we post that on our social as well, the pen video. It's important, yeah. It's, it's very important, the Sylvester Stallone pen video and the pen itself. Anyways, your old, I'm sure he gave you a pen. You know about the pen. Uh, but he's cutting you out of a recut he's doing of Rocky Four right now. What, what are your opinions on that robot from Rocky Four? As long as I get my royalties, you know, I mean, uh, that's all I really care about. That's the spirit. I've always heard you were a greedy robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about the money for you, not the accolades uh, or... New parts, new parts aren't going to pay for themselves. So. And of course, you mean robot parts and not acting parts. Is that correct? Correct. Robot okay. parts. They're not getting cheap. No, they're not. Uh, supply chain issues, huh? Supply chain. Supply chain. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Erford Gage. <laughs> Sorry. I had not taken in Erford's name yet. I had never heard that name, but we'll never forget it. Erford Gage, he played our, our poet friend. Um, yeah. This was one of his earliest movies, and uh, he, he was pretty much killed right away because he enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1943 pretty much around the time this movie came out and uh, was killed in action in 1945. Yeah. Yeah. Should have stuck to poetry, huh? Poetry, not war. Erford. Dan, your middle name is Erford. Is that correct? That is false. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a rumor that's been going around. uh, That is not, that is false. It's not true. That's your cousin's name, right? Cousin Erford? Yes. I do have a cousin Erford. Do you still talk to him? Sometimes. That's good. Let's see what else I got here. Some cool taglines for this movie. Slave to Satan. Robbed of the will to love. And also, sister of Satan. Doomed to die. We gotta talk about Tom Conway, though. You didn't put him in there in the sadness. Him and, the, him and Gene Brooks in the sad column. If you didn't get to that yet. Uh, Gene Brooks, super sad. Uh, unfortunately, just really had trouble with alcoholism. And she also, when she died, she was in Costa Rica and nobody knew what happened to her. This is before the internet, so no one could find her, including her ex-husband, Richard Brooks. In fact, when he died in 1992, it was without knowing what happened to her or that she had even died. And actually in August 1990, 27 years after her death, there was an ad or article in The Hollywood Reporter that appeared that was just like, has anyone seen her? Even Richard Brooks doesn't know. They've lost all contact with her. And uh, yes, turns out she had Died quite a long time ago from unfortunate alcoholism troubles. Mm. Kim Hunter, she's done some cool stuff. <laughs> she was on the original Broadway production of A Streetcar Named Desire before doing the role in the 1951 film version where she won an Academy Award. But of course, the greatest role, Planet of the Apes 3. <laughs> oh, here we go. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Uh, she did a great job. Loved it. She's fun, uh, especially if you watch the special features of Planet of the Apes because she hated it more just of like the process of doing it like i think she enjoyed it she certainly 
signed on to do a couple of them. But yeah, she's she's a prickly one in those interviews. It's a good time. Wait, I mean, so all, all that makeup. Did you like Kim Hunter? I mean, I couldn't really tell. Did you? Did you like? In, in general or in this? Yeah. Are you, are you are you a fan of hers? I am a fan of Kim Hunter. Yeah, I think she does phenomenal work. And, and just the biggest compliment I could give to this movie is she just, the, her this being her debut, she's so confident and so fully formed as an actor and, and just did such a great job. She carries this movie practically other than just the, the concepts behind it. It's, it's concepts and Kim Hunter all the way for this, in, in my opinion. Worth the price of admission. Because I know you see those poster taglines and you're like, oh boy, this sounds like a great time. And then there's ah, it's not enough hell in this, but she's, she's great. She was also, I saw even after a streetcar, uh, she got blacklisted for a little bit due to suspicions of communism due to old uh, HUAC. Hmm. How are you going to blacklist Kim Hunter? She just won the Oscar for streetcar, but that hmm. all went away and we got her for Azira and Planet of the Ace. That's all good. Good old house on American. Want to give them a shout out? What a, what a time. <laughs> I do not want to give them a shout out. Uh, time for you to come back. You really did cool stuff. What's, uh, the, what's the opposite of a shout out? Yeah. Complete, complete, <laughs> utter, Sh- utter rebuff, rebuttal, rebuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Tom Conway, just he definitely also had a, a alcohol problem as well. Definitely things got tough for him towards the end. I think it was, I saw Jaja Gabor, like was his uh, ex-sister-in-law. She gave him like 200 bucks when he was in the hospital for the cirrhosis of the liver. And he's like, give it to your nurse. <laughs> like treat, So they treat you nice. And instead he mm-hmm. like went to his girlfriend's house with it and uh, died. Yeah. Wow. He was, him and his brother. He was, a, he, was a, he was a Sanders. His brother was George Sanders. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think I told Dan this one, though. He, uh, he didn't, when he got here, because George Sanders had already had a career. He didn't want to get here and kind of ride the coattails of his brother. So they kind of tried to figure out a way for him to come up with his own last name. So he just went through the phone book and picked a phone number and he called it. And it was the Conway Fish Market. And that's how he got his last name. Did he ask? Or he was like, oh, sounds good. Click. Or he's like, hey, do we mind if I take a Conway? No, he just called and they said Conway Fish Market. And that's how he became Tom Conway. I'm a fan of him. Like, I, I like Tom Conway. I, I liked when he did The Saint. I liked when he did, uh, what was the other thing? See, now I'm blanking out here. Oh, The Falcon. That's it. Couldn't yeah. think of the name of it for a minute there. They did, the, actually, him and Gene Brooks did a lot of movies together. They did quite a few. They did The Falcon Coeds, which I really like. He, I, I personally am a fan. You know, I always kind of thought he deserved a little bit more credit just because he was George Sanders, you know, not just because he was George Sanders' brother. I thought he had some acting talent of his own. So um, I, I was happy to see him in this film. And I thought him, his collaborations with Val Luton were good. I, I wish he'd had more of a career because I, I think that kind of contributed to some of this. He probably should have rode the coattails. That's what I always say. Just go ahead and ride those coattails. He did a little when he did The Falcon. I mean, that his brother stopped doing the part and he took it over. So he did a little. But there you go. Those are the good old days. Mm-hmm. That's what they're for. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds like we've wrapped up this one. It's unanimous. <laughs> Two yays that you like. So you didn't like this movie. Bottom line. I would say I. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Yeah. I was watching it. I never got bored necessarily. I, I mean, in the beginning, the investigation kind of slogged a little bit, but. It's a quick by the time, time by the time yeah. I was like, oh boy, it was like, no, 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 okay, someone just got stabbed. Things are good. Like it, 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 it picked up right where it needed to for me. Um, 
There's a lot of cool moments. I would say like this is a great movie to like, oh, it's on TV, just flip to it and, and, and take it from there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would say it, don't not watch it. It's certainly worth watching. And again, uh, if you're a, a screenwriter or a director, you should do it and take inspiration. Even in general, like this, there's a lot of potential here and it definitely is worthy in that. And of course, Kim Hunter, again, just really kills it. Some really spooky scenes. So yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would say watch it. And who knows? I mean, I'm one person. I'm surrounded. I'm bookended by two people who say pretty much the exact opposite of me. So, <laughs> you know, who, who am I to say? But again, for the Joeyos out there, you know, just proceed with caution. Yeah, I know. Knowing that you're not a huge Val Luton fan, I figured if there's one that you would at least maybe relent slightly, it would be this one. I, I, I think uh, out of all of them, this would be the one that I thought you might have potential for finding things that you would like to. I, I honestly, I, I kind of you, you kind of just mentioned what I was thinking going into it. Like, was the exact thoughts I, I can't thought imagine it was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I, I even feel like both of you probably came into this knowing exactly yeah. what I was. Gonna, there you go. So there, there yeah. it is. I, I, no I no surprise. No yeah. problem with being predictable in this case. Um, but I, you know, I hope you also expected me to to like a lot from it too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's no too late for tears or anything like that. There's definitely a good time Uh-oh. here. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong crowd on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's it. I like that one, too. But, that's all right. I'm an Elizabeth Scott fan, but I actually do like Well, there you go. I like that sound clip we're going to take right there. And uh, <laughs> don't worry. We have more guests to come that we'll see if they agree with me. So, you know, we'll see how you rank at the end there, Lisa. Oh, <laughs> I was the first, and that's how I feel about it. Obviously, you were the first. I was the best guest. I, I will say from the from the beginning of even conceiving the possibility of a guest, it was always going to be you. So we we're so glad that it came to this day finally. We're so honored to have you. We don't even Thanks have to coming. offer you to come back. You're going to come back. We will figure out it certainly for next Halloween time. But who knows what other surprises this kind of podcast can throw at you? You know, we're a real wild card. I mean. Yep. We did watch a straight up Western the other day or the other week. So <laughs> exactly. you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Do you like the Naked Spur before we go? I mean, I did like it, actually. I was interested and I liked you like the, the rendition of it that you guys did. So I, I thought it was actually really good. Your review on it. And it was good. Um, I didn't like that movie. It was. Uh, I mean, I, I liked watching. Listen to this guy, huh? Boof. Listening to rather you know, you two kind of debate over it. And then it gave me a different view of how to watch it. So I thought I found it helpful, put it that way. Well, that's cool. Yeah. At least you got something out of it. Yeah. I did. Hopefully that's, people, did. if they're listening to the episode, they're seeing this new Blu-ray print that I'm so curious about. Yeah. Very I, interesting. I, I am because it was such a bad print. Like I really am curious to see the, the possibilities of the restoration. Anyways, thank yep. you for joining us. And that, yes, that goes you. all around to any ears that are listening to these uh, dulcet tones at the moment. Please join us next week. We're going to watch My Name is Julia Ross. Please stay in bed, Mrs. Hughes, or you'll make yourself worse. Oh, I'd better get your husband. He's been that worried about you. My husband? Mrs. Hughes? Here is the most fascinating mystery drama of the year. With Nina Foch, whose dream of romance became a nightmare of terror. Dame Mae Whitty, willing to kill to save her son's life. George McCready, whose every kiss brought death nearer. How much longer is it going to be? The whole plan had to be convincing. 
Now we can make it look like suicide. But when? Tonight. Oh, why doesn't somebody listen to me for once instead of leaving her all the time? I'm terribly sorry, but my daughter-in-law is upset today. The police will be here today, and you'd better see to it that I'm all right when they come. You mean because of this note? <laughs> the one the gatekeeper found? Stop it! That offended Lisa so much she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we just lost her, but all right. Should I text her? I don't know. I, I don't know. Dan, should we just wrap it up? I mean, we were at the end. Yeah, anyways. we're at the end. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. We're not saying anything bad about you after the fact. You did a great job. We were so glad to have you. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for keeping it spooky out there, everybody. Go rake those leaves and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. But in the meantime, Dan, I guess here's where we would miss having a guest is yeah, for the, fi the final end. Should we try to get her back for that? Yeah, maybe we should. Hang All on. right, I think Let we should. Yeah, she's logging in now. There she is. Hey, sorry, the laptop died. Oh, no. I know. Sorry about that. I, I thought you hated us and you're like, I'm done. It was yeah, good. You guys suck. It was good timing, except for we need you for our ending. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. I know. No, I, it's I, all right. I'm at my other desk. That's actually, I had that set up for that. This is where I work. This is where <laughs> It sounds so different, too. This is going to be great. Oh, oh shh. No, no, it's fine. Like, it doesn't sound bad. It's just no. like. <laughs> it's a different it's, echo, but it's, it's just, fine. It might sound like we squeezed it in at the end, but that's going to. I can plug it in with the. I no, really no. Can. We, we are. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's like. Okay, I'm so sorry. It, it's it a actually, good thing. It's actually good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, and, like, this will be in context. Don't worry. Okay. Anyway, because we have been recording this whole time. Oh, I know. <laughs> edit it out. Magic. Lisa's back. We we just said how much we didn't like your episode and uh, one one time one timer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll be back. We said and a if, lot of things. And if you believe that, then hey, you believe this. <laughs> but everybody. And Lisa included, we're going to do our toast. I'm going to lift my blue monster here to our audience and to uh, all the Halloweeners out there. Here's the crime. Here's the crime. Lisa? Yes? You're not going to say here's the crime? Here's the crime. Silent toast over here? Yeah, it was mm -hmm. a, silent, a good silent toast. She, she doesn't celebrate crime as, as much as we do, I think. I'm glad we brought you on the show, if that's the case. I wasn't sure if I was allowed. I mean, you know, it's not oh, my You're show. allowed. We're inviting you to celebrate crime with us, please. Oh, thank yes. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ready? <laughs>